this week on The Breakup Breakdown. Even though we dated for almost two years, we kind of shied away from the awkwardness of talking deeply. I kind of just fell apart. And my coach looks at me and he's just like, what's happening? Like, you're just not, you're like a shell of yourself. I shut down my life. Have you ever been through a breakup that was so brutal? You felt like you had to rebuild your life from the ground up? Well, that's where we're taking the episode today. Hey, what's up? It's Abby for The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Quick, before you skip to the submission, hey, if you want to tell your own breakup story or if there's somebody you've always wanted to ask about their breakup story, you can find the breakup submission form in this episode description. Also, if you like following your podcast on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. And you know, we always appreciate it when you leave us a positive review. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I'm here with... Coworker Justin. Of course, who else would it be? Tiger Woods. Yeah, maybe for this episode. By the way, that would be an exclusive if you could get him to talk about that breakup that went down pretty publicly. Wow. Why was that such a cultural reset when Tiger Woods cheated on his wife? Because, okay, I can put it in your terms. Tiger Woods, before that, was like the idol. Like, he was Taylor Swift, did nothing wrong. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh my God, he's cheating. And this whole thing, like, unraveled in front of our face. I know. So we are talking to a pro golfer today. Is it Tiger Woods? I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into the story about a professional athlete who says their breakup almost jeopardized their entire career, much like Tiger Woods. Oh, what? Well, yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about the domestic violence shelter that we are raising awareness for this week. So this week, we are raising awareness for Bradley Angle in Portland, Oregon. Bradley Angle was actually the first domestic violence shelter on the West Coast. It offers safe shelter and supportive services to women, men, and transgender people who are survivors of abuse. For more details on how you can support the organization, check out the episode description. So my parents are a part of this really bougie country club in South Georgia. My dad loves to golf. South Georgia? South Georgia, yeehaw. But that's like a that's like a decent drive for them, isn't it? Yeah, my dad loves to get out of Jack's though. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> every year there's this Christmas party and actually last year I, I went and I totally thought there would be a bunch of people my age. I thought it'd be so fun, like, you know, real like Outer bank stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just like me and a bunch of 60 year olds. <laughs> so you can imagine how dismayed I was when I found out that my parents had a freaking blast with a bunch of 20 somethings this year at the Christmas party. Oh, you like missed it. I like missed the fun. So my mom is the most social drunk person you will ever meet. And she does this thing where she finds a bunch of people around my age and she'll force them to take a selfie. And then she'll be like, oh my gosh, Abby, this is Michelle. She wants to be oh. your new best friend, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was going to be like, you should totally date this person. Well, she does that too. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's really awkward, except when it leads to a good breakup story. My mom's hanging out with all these people at the Christmas party. And she's like, there's this golfer here. And she's texting me. She's like, Abby, there's a pro golfer here that said his breakup was so brutal. He had to stop playing. Of course, my mom was hammered. So she didn't get all the details of this breakup story. But I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like you had to stop playing golf. My dad's a golfer. I know how he like never stopped playing golf for any reason. Yeah. Like what did this girl do? Yeah. What did he do? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need all the details. I got my mom to like give me a few things that she remembered from her Christmas party haze. She was like, I know that he like wanted to marry this girl at some point. And that's like pretty intense. Like if you think you're going to marry someone and then you break up, that's a really devastating blow. I feel like it's going to be like a long distance thing because even if they lived near each other because of the demand of a golfer's schedule, it's a long distance relationship essentially. Like every weekend they're traveling or every other weekend. From my understanding, until you're like higher up in the rankings, like you're not making a ton of money. So that's probably pretty physically, emotionally, financially demanding on all ends of a relationship. And think about how difficult that must be. Like if you had to choose between the person you love and the sport that you love that's also your career. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, having we, to make that decision. Yeah, we've had, to, we had, so I had some friends that were like trying to make the tour 
and you know you get to a point where like everyone's like are they gonna just give it up they haven't been able to do it and you know it's time's ticking at some point you should just start over you know if you're gonna start a family or something Mm -hmm. like that I know I had that conversation about them with other friends in that group you know what I was really invested and of course you know I'm always trying to find more guys to come on and talk (laughs) on the podcast I know everybody's like well Abby bring on more men yeah and I'm trying so you know let's find out what happened in this breakup and let's break it down no I didn't like the way that sounds let's wait 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 wait. I got it you got to do a golf punt they wanted a guy and I got a hole in one and now here's the guy let's break down this week's breakup years ago she was actually a tinder match by chance i matched with her on tinder before i went to a trip to the bahamas we were kind of just like talking back and forth a little bit i went to the bahamas had a very nice week in terms of golf and everything and i kind of had the courage i'm like you know i'm gonna ask this girl on a date and i was going to where she was located at the time because i had a couple of doctor's appointments i was like meet me for like a dinner you know lunch dinner thing like three o'clock after my appointments we met up kind of really hit it off and basically started dating like a month and a couple weeks later. There's really no sexier way to ask somebody out than, hey, you want to get some liner? <laughs> yeah, basically. It was the most awkward thing ever, but I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm kind of a fearless kind of guy, so I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going to do it, so I did it. It's awesome. Okay, so you're feeling the vibes on Tinder as all good love stories start, and you guys start dating. Talk to me about like those really fun early days. What were some of the things that you guys really clicked on and some of the things you really loved about Um, What I liked about her was she was a lot different than me. Back then, I was a little more reserved, a little more quiet. She kind of brought the social out of me. And she really clicked with a bunch of my friends, which I really enjoyed. Like the first couple of times that she visited me at school, all my friends were like, oh my gosh, she's great. You got to like seal a deal with her. Like she's wonderful. And that really had a big impact on me. Like, wow, this girl could be something. I really enjoyed her family. Her dad was really involved with the school that I went to. So that was really beneficial. She was from my state. There were a lot of similarities there. And I'm just like, wow, this could be something that could last for a while. And she really understood my golf realm, which helped. I mean, she didn't understand like the nitty gritty of it, but she was very supportive on like me pursuing that. She wasn't inhibiting that anyway. Yeah. She was letting you be your own person and pursue your own dreams, which is the goal. So I want to ask about her Tinder profile. What makes you want to swipe right on somebody? The one thing that I can remember is on Tinder, I, mean, I don't have it anymore, but basically you have the girls that really really try to, sh- I don't know how to say this appropriately, but kind of like just show off in a way. But with her, it was more like she was just kind of down the earth, kind of chill. I, I didn't really think like, oh my gosh, this girl is going to be a psycho or anything like that. I was just like, okay, she's a normal girl that's just on Tinder. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything special. And that's kind of what I liked about it was it was just kind of really basic. Yeah, I didn't really like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl is unbelievable. Oh, like look at this one picture. Like they were all just like quality photos and they were just kind of like not family oriented, but like you could show them to a bunch of people and you can show them to like a wide range of ages and everybody like, wow, that's a great photo. I 100% know what you mean. But also I know there's people listening that's like, wow, this woman sounds like the human equivalent of a vanilla ice cream cone. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. I think what you're describing is like wifey material. You could pass the phone to your mom and she'd be like, ask her to lend her. Exactly. That's exactly how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get into the bad stuff. So where do things start to go wrong in this relationship? Well, we started dating, I guess, five or 
six months before the whole COVID lockdown hit. But when COVID hit, it kind of created an interesting dynamic for us because both our schools suspended, but I stayed at school and she went home. And her home was actually closer to my school than when she was at school. So it made it easier for us to kind of hang out, see each other. But I didn't think about it at the time. And now I kind of realized that we hung out a lot and I kind of wasn't doing anything. I mean, my sport was shut down. So I was kind of just practicing every day, seeing her. And that was about it. I had my one roommate that was with me, but like we weren't doing anything. So we just spent a lot of time together. And I think we kind of started burning out subconsciously. We spent four or five days a week together. It was just like all day, every day, we just kind of sit around. And I think that we just kind of made either move too fast or like we just started just kind of becoming blah. Like it wasn't exciting because, you know, there wasn't anything for us to do. And so then when she got back to school, there were some things with my university that I had to be careful of with COVID. So there was extra stressors on me about like getting COVID, things like that. I think I unfortunately put that stress into our relationship a little bit. And she didn't want to like get me in trouble in any way. Like she was very like supportive in that. So I think that she was worried that I would get in trouble if I came up and saw her and things like that. So there was just a lot of stress and anxiety that formed that it was just unspoken stress and anxiety. We never really talked about it. There were a couple instances I wanted to come see her really bad and she wanted to do this. So that means I couldn't come see her. So it was just kind of like a back and forth a lot, but then it just started kind of deteriorating from the inside and we never really spoke about it. So it kind of just broke. We saw each other a lot, even like when she was at school, it was easy for me to drive up there and see her on the weekends. And that was kind of like our routine. She was just trying to protect me. And I didn't realize that I was causing all that extra stress and anxiety into the relationship because I was just so sole focused on, okay, I want to see you. I want to do things with you. It either broke up a lot of couples or it really made you stronger because when there's nothing to distract you and there's no activities or space, I mean, if you're with someone constantly, like 24 seven, if you're stuck in your house and you're not going out, like it's very easy to get sick of someone, especially when your relationship's that fragile. Exactly. So it kind of sounds like there was a bit of a communication issue. Like it doesn't really sound like you talked about this. We both had our issues with like connecting with our emotions as individuals. So I think that's kind of where we struggled with communicating. So when school started back up, there was about like four or five months where she broke up with me. I had a conversation with my best friend. I'm like, hey, like I'm not happy. We aren't, I, I realized that we aren't communicating. And I was like, there's just too many arguments. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Like I wanted to end it about four or five months prior to when she ended it. And then I kind of bought back in because we then started communicating. When we saw each other, we were so focused on, okay, let's like do things together. Let's talk about our days and actually getting into the, like the nitty gritty of like the important stuff. Because I think we both had challenges with talking about deep things. Even though we dated for almost two years, we kind of shied away from the awkwardness of talking deeply about some things. Would those conversations be hard because one of you wouldn't have good reactions and stuff? It is hard opening up and being vulnerable. So was it that or something else? Surface level things that go into deeper things, but we just wouldn't agree on it. Like I would have my own opinion. This is how like a relationship should work. And she wouldn't agree with me or she would have her opinion about how some things should work. And I wouldn't agree with her. So as that kept happening, I think we just decided subconsciously, like we probably shouldn't talk about it as, as much because we just seem to not agree on it, which now looking back, there was probably some major issues with not agreeing on stuff like that. There's one situation in particular, like we're with her friend and her friend says something about it. And then I was agreeing with her friend, but she wasn't. And her friend looks at her like, what? Like, why would you not agree with me? You know what I mean? And the complete opposite happened. There's things like that. We just decided it was probably better not to talk about it all the time. Pushing things under the rug and hoping they'll go away. And then they exactly. don't. Yeah, exactly. 
So you said you wanted to end it four months before she did. Was it because of all these issues or was there one moment where you're kind of like, I think it's time to end this? I feel like we weren't going anywhere. We just were kind of in this standstill. We'd be good for like four or five, six weeks and then we'd argue for a week and then we'd be good and then we'd argue and we wouldn't ever talk about the important things that we need to talk about. And I was trying to figure out, am I going to stay or am I going to move six hours away? There was just a lot of things that were up in the air and I just felt we weren't going to make it through all those issues. And there was a lot of other added stressors. Like I wasn't doing well in golf. I wasn't doing well in some of my personal life too. So like I was just kind of trying to like figure everything out. And my friend that was with me at the time, we were talking about it and he were talking about how, you know, if I'm going to do it and he's like, be careful not to buy back in. And as soon as I got back, I bought back into the relationship and I was like, okay, we're good. We can do this. But we ended up not doing it. She ends up ending this relationship four or five months later. What was that conversation like? Or how did that go down? It was like Labor Day weekend, I think. She was coming up. I was gone for like two, three weeks prior. I was in a couple of events across country. We were just fighting about stupid stuff, about me trying to see her, trying to organize some things. We just could not get aligned on that. So we were just fighting for weeks and I wanted her to come up. I fixed this nice dinner. I did all this stuff because I wanted us to kind of like have a nice night, kind of get back and kind of start talking. Because I'm now there for a fifth year. We had a nice dinner and I kind of start asking her like, we need to talk about some stuff. Like it's going to be okay, but we should talk about this and kind of get this handled. We're not doing well. She's like, yeah, we should. But her kind of her reactions and I knew her really well. So her reactions were kind of unlike her. And I kind of asked her, I was like, what's going on? What are you thinking? Because you're being a lot more quiet than you usually are about this. And she kind of just is like, I don't have the same feelings I do for you anymore. This is done. And that's a really simple way to say it. That's kind of how it went down. So she left. It was like, we talked about it for like three hours. And I mean, I didn't know how to react at that point. I was just standing there like, it's going to be okay. Like I was kind of holding it together. Like it's going to be fine. It is what it is. It's going to be okay. Like she was crying. I was sitting there just hugging her like, it's going to be fine. It's okay. And so then when she left, that's when it hit me. I didn't sleep for like two days. I was just thinking about it constantly. I had my one friend in Ohio and my other friend was in South Korea. So I was on the phone with both of them. They were trying to help me figure it out. I was not doing well for the couple days after. It was out of left field. Like I knew we weren't doing well. I thought that, you know, we've gotten through rough patches before and it was just another rough patch that we could figure out and work through it. Even though it's hard for us to talk deeply, we could still kind of figure it out. Like she just didn't feel the same way and it ran its course. I mean, that sucks. That really burns because, you know, you remember the good times and all of a sudden it's like you blink and everything's changed. Did you think you were going to marry this girl? If we went through my last year, we would have gone for a while. I'm not sure if we would have gotten married, but it would definitely been in the conversation if we lasted my entire fifth year. Because I knew that year was going to be tougher because I was living on my own. The people that she knew that were my roommates were gone. So it was kind of just me. I knew that she was kind of, you know, junior, senior year is a little harder than, you know, your freshman year at college. So there were going to be some added stressors. So I was just curious if we were going to be able to get through it all. I was confident, but at the same time, I was always a little suspect about it. I'm like, we'll see. But if we do, there could be some things that happen. What did the next couple of weeks look like? Like, how did you deal with this? I did not handle it very well. I was a mess. I was already kind of really struggling golf wise. And I made the mistake and I put my identity a lot into golf and then a lot into her. Like that was kind of my two things. And unfortunately with golf not going well, and then she's out of the picture, I just felt completely alone. I had a couple of friends that were there to support me. I kind of just fell apart. I tried to play golf for my university for next two months and I'm in Dallas for an event. And my coach looks at me and he's just like, what's happening? Like you're just not, you're like a shell of yourself. I, I wasn't sociable like I usually am. I was just basically a ball of depression. He kind of was like, we're going to take a break. And it was a mutual, like, I'm going to take a break. Beginning of September, we broke up. Beginning of October, maybe a week or two in October, 
October, I shut down my life. So I went to school and I went to the gym and I did nothing else. I didn't touch a club, which is unlike me. I mean, I've played golf for now 10, 11 years. I've never taken that long of a break in my life. I mean, the longest break I take is a four day break and I hate taking days off. I was just very distraught. Luckily, I had my friend in South Korea who was telling me, he's just like, you need to get in a routine. It's good that you're taking this break, but let's let's get you back mentally to the guy that you used to be. He was just really supportive in that. So I started going to the gym all the time. I mean, every time I would think about her, I'd do like 10 push-ups or 15 push-ups. <laughs> I was like programming my brain to be like, okay, it's bad if you think about her. Do something about it. Don't just sit and like think about it and think about it and get more sad. I'm just like picturing you turning into Dwayne The Rock Johnson by the end of this year. Just like, I will not think of my ex. It was really like I had pieces of paper with like notes written all around my apartment, taped on the doors, goals, things I should do. I really tried to turn my life around. I was just kind of like this guy that was like 200 pounds, had no muscle at all. I was like your stereotypical golfer that you see on like the PGA Tour. You have a couple guys that are kind of like Jack, but then you have a couple guys that just, you can tell like they're not, they're good looking guys, but they just don't have any like, you know, muscle definition. So I kind of turned my body into something. So like right now, like now I have a ton of definition and I'm doing really well physically. And I think now I look back at it, like all that physical stuff that I did really helped me mentally like get back to the guy that I am now. I mean, it wasn't a quick, okay, I worked out for a month and now I'm better. It took probably six to eight months for me to be fully back mentally where I wanted to be. Each month I got better and better and better just because I was sticking to my routine. I was trying to be sociable. I was trying to stick my neck out there. And I was trying to do things that I didn't do when I was in a relationship with her. It's almost like you were rebuilding yourself from the ground up. I mean, this is a cliche because it's the name of my podcast, but like it really broke you down and you kind of had to build yourself back up. I mean, getting broken up with your girlfriend and then your coach, like your coach literally broke up with you. was like, you need to take a pause on this. Everybody always says like when you go through a difficult breakup, they always say it takes you like the same amount of time. Like if you were with someone for two years, cut that in half. That's how long it takes you to get over them. How long do you think it took for you to finally feel okay and to really feel like you would move past it? I'm going to say a good solid eight to 10 months. And I know this because I saw her in a bar about two or three months ago. I wasn't phased. So that kind of tells me I've done my part and it's been a little over a year now. And so that was two or three months ago. That was about 10 months. And I saw her and I was just like, okay, cool. We, we were not really a part of each other's lives anymore. So we're kind of like strangers in a way now. I wouldn't have been able to do that back in the spring. Like I would have been torn up. It just wouldn't have happened really well. I mean, that did happen a couple months after we broke up and I was torn to shreds when I saw her. So I know that I was like, okay, I've gotten over her. I mean, I wish the best for her. I really do. She's a great girl. I am now just like, okay, I am now moved on. I am moving off my life and going to the next next step. I know we talked earlier on our last call. You know, you kind of joked with me that you didn't win a tournament unless you weren't in a relationship. So like, are you kind of like scared to get into another relationship? No, I, I know I made that comment about not winning. I think that's just a coincidence. I did a poor job of keeping one foot in, one foot out when I was playing. My mind is always on overdrive. I mean, when I'm on the golf course, I think about so many different things that I probably shouldn't be thinking about while I'm out there, but it just kind of happens. And so, you know, I've gotten older, I've gotten in more elite events that I've been able to kind of finally separate the two worlds out. I've, I have a little anxiety from it, but I've always said like, I can't play this sport for 
a living. If I'm going to get into a relationship and then be constantly worried about that relationship, then I can't play the sport. So I shouldn't be even trying if I'm really worried that I'm going to get into a relationship and something down I'm going to start playing poorly. So I'm trying to look at it as a positive view. I mean, I've been single for about a year and a couple months now, and I am enjoying the single life. I travel a lot, so it's kind of hard for me to, to get into a relationship anyways. But I know I'm not scared at all. I feel like if you're in the right relationship, it shouldn't cause you anxiety. You know what I mean? It's almost like your gut knew before the breakup even happened that maybe something wasn't totally right. Sounds like you live like a really exciting life now traveling. I'm sure, you know, if you do get tender, I'm sure there'll be lots of cool girls in all the different cities and maybe you can take another one out to Linner. I can tell you right now, I'm tindered out. That was <laughs> that was college days. I'm out of college. I'm done. I'm done with that. He's upgraded to Raya, everybody. Yeah, oh, yes. I have upgraded to Raya. Raya is an interesting app. I'll tell you that. Wait, are you really on Raya? <laughs> I am on Raya. Who's the most famous person you've seen on there? Oh, what is her name? Madison, uh, I think Pettis is her name. She's an actress in LA. Yes. <laughs> What's interesting about Raya is there's no like location based system. So like you have like any you know, on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, whatever, you know, you can set it to what, like 100 miles. Raya, there's no location mile gap system. So like I can see gr- like girls and guys, I can see anybody, whoever I want to see, because you can like look up on a directory, like a professional athlete and they'll just come up guys, girls, whatever. You can just see people in Australia, Europe, California, New York, wherever. There's no like restriction. That is so Hollywood. Like I could just picture girls being like, okay, well, I really want to date like a professional athlete. So I'm going to go down to that section and then just pick me out my next boyfriend. Yeah. It's really like I have the app, but I don't really use it. Like because of that, like it's just kind of everywhere. You know, you say you get a match. Okay. They're in Colorado. This is not going to work. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to fly to Colorado. It's kind of interesting in that sense. I don't even know how one gets on Raya. I applied a couple years ago, but obviously like I'm a rando. Who do you call? Who gets you on Raya? I have no idea because I did it as a joke. Like my buddy's like, I was with my caddy and he's just like, you should sign up. Just see if you get in. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get in in here. Cause like my Instagram isn't like verified. I don't have a ton of followers. Like I'm not that well known. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just a guy. I got in a month later. Yeah. I was just like, okay. The people at Raya, whoever's running it, they do not want me in, which is probably a good thing. Oh, come on. I mean, there's some people on there. I'm like, why are you on here? You know what I mean? You should be able to get on. Okay. So final parting words. If you had to give somebody advice, if they're going through a breakup with their long-term girlfriend or boyfriend, what's something that really helped you through the moving on process? I can't remember where this quote was from. I will remember it for the rest of my life. And basically the way I look at it is when you hit your lowest points in life, you are most open to the greatest change. That really helped me. I was in my lowest points and I changed. I kind of, like you said, reworked, rebuilt my life and turned into this new guy. That really helped me just kind of think about it. Like you can start fresh after a breakup, but you can change the guy you are. You can be a better guy or girl from what you were in that relationship because you learn so much. And I think a lot of people stay in relationships because the thought of going back to square one and going through the dating process and finding somebody else is just like really not tedious, but it's just kind of like, I don't want to do that again when I could just stay in this and try and make it work. But there is something really exciting about a fresh start and getting to begin again. Yeah. You never know who you're going to be. I'm not afraid to do many things because of that. Like I'll go to a bar by myself. I don't care. Like I, I want to go talk to people and just see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it's really fun just to meet a ton of different people, especially when you're single. Especially when you're at a golf club party and there's a very drunk (laughs) mom with some dude that you've played golf with, then you end up on someone's podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to need another man's opinion on this episode. So be sure to tune in on Thursday. Coworker Justin and I are going to be breaking down all the topics
topics in this week's episode. And of course, throwing in our opinions here and there. Don't forget the breakup submission form is in the episode description. And you can always catch us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast.